Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. Welcome to Betty Bites, a decidedly delicious, short and sweet mind snack for your brain to chew on. I've gone back into the Betty library and pulled out my favorite Betty sound bites, a recipe you might say. It's bits of wisdom, sprinkles of knowledge, and a dash of dry humor for you to do and be better. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovery and health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family, and over this winter, we have been using Elementee's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk, and my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apres-ski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. And for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea Chocolate Medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate melody you love the best. 
our understanding of aging very much in part by your work has really changed over time. We used to think it was, you know, this free radical damage, these genetic mutations, and, um, you know, the antioxidants were sort of the be all and end all. Um, if I were to ask you, if I were to say, David, in one sentence, what, what do you think causes aging? What, if you, I know it's very complex to summarize that, but if you could say why we age, why would you say that we do that? Uh, well, so the, most scientists you talk to uh, or you would talk to would say that there are about seven to nine causes of aging. And mm -hmm. we, about 10 years ago, we agreed as a, as a group that these were the causes. Um, and we put a flag in the ground and we felt like we'd reached Mount Everest and the field was finally in agreement. Uh, but as I've admitted to, uh, I do become obsessed with things and I keep asking the question, why? And I think that's actually good, a good thing for everybody to practice is to ask why at least five times in a row. And if you get to the answer that, which is, I don't know, that's just the way it happens. That's not a good enough answer. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And we, we, I asked that question about these hallmarks of aging, these seven to nine hallmarks. Uh, and my question was, well, why do they occur? And is there a unifying cause? Uh, and I, I'm proposing in my book that there is. And it, it's pretty new. It's ruffling some feathers. Um, but we've got 20 years of research to back it up and some new research that's going to be coming out in the next six to 12 months that's actually in the book. Um, and I think that the major driver of aging, put simply, is a loss of information. Um, we are very complicated creatures, but if you boil it down, you know, I could basically write it out in one mathematical equation. Uh, it's the loss of information due to entropy. And that's the cause of death of everything from, I think, for, for us, but also for, for planets and stars in the universe. Uh, we really just don't manage to hang on to our youthful information. And just to end, you know, listeners, viewers may be also curious, what about, what type of information am I talking about? Uh, and I'm talking about not the genetic information, uh, I'm talking about the, what we call the epigenetic information, the structures, the systems in the body that control which genes are on and off at any time of day. And I think that's what's lost over time. And that leads to diseases and that is eventually what causes us to grow old. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna. It's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. And yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the genome and the epigenome. And I really, what I love about your book, uh, Lifespan, is the way that you describe them and you, you uh, make a comparison to 
you know, CDs and, you know, CDs that get scratched over time. So maybe walk us through that, um, you know, that analog versus digital uh, paradigm that you talk about. Yeah. Uh, so this has been evolving in my mind since about the early to mid 1990s when we first discovered in little yeast cells that the epigenome was important. And uh, so the, the, the simple way to think about genomic or genetic information versus epigenetic is that we all know DNA is a string of chemical letters, A, C, T, G, and that's a digital format. It's not binary, but it's, it's four letters, quaternary, and each letter can be a different position, and we get those from our parents. Surprisingly, DNA is long-lasting. You can get it out of fossils, you can get it out of uh, mummies. It lasts a long time. And I also, and my, my colleagues increasingly believe that the loss of genetic information is not a main driver of aging. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And that's the controversial part because many scientists have built their careers on trying to prove that mutations cause aging. And we know that DNA damage is important. I'm not saying that it isn't. Anyone who's spent some time in the sun knows that it will uh, accelerate wrinkles. Right. But what I'm saying is that what's more important and in part driven by DNA damage is a loss of epigenetic information. So the epigenome um, let me start with, with a metaphor first, and then I'll talk about the molecules. So the, the best metaphor uh, is, is that the genome is a piano, but with instead of just a, a hundred or so keys, there's 20,000. Um, and that piano is largely intact when we're old. But so what's going wrong, I believe, is that the, the pianist is losing her ability to play beautiful music and hitting the wrong notes. And in other words, the genes are coming on in our cells that shouldn't be on. And so each cell plays a different concerto and it's what determines the music of our lives. It determines whether a skin cell will stay a skin cell and a brain cell will stay a brain cell. If you go to the molecular side and you have a very bright audience, so I think it's, it's going to be fine. What's happening is that the DNA is spooled out into loops that are accessible to the cell. And there are also bundles of DNA as though you would uh, wind up a hose rail on the driveway. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there are proteins that tell cells to open up the chromatin, we call it, the structure's called chromatin, or bundle it up. And some of those longevity genes that we worked on, have worked on for 20 years, are important for telling a cell how to bundle up genes that shouldn't be turned on. And so, for instance, a nerve cell shouldn't have a liver cell, shouldn't have the same genes on as a liver cell, and so you need to bundle those up. What we think over time is that those loops and those uh, bundles become messed up, in part because cells have to react to DNA damage and unwrap and repack the DNA thousands of times um, every month in our lives. And every day we're getting oh, trillions of, of spots of DNA damage in our bodies. So this is something we, we really can't avoid. Um, and then one of the things that uh, we've realized in my lab is if you break a chromosome and cause the the cell to unpack these loops, well, these bundles, they don't repackage it very well. It's not perfect. And over time, you build up this, uh, what we call informational noise. Mm -hmm. And this is um, epigenetic noise, we also call it. And that, we think, is is causing aging. And an experiment that we've now posted online in in a manuscript that is under review still by my peers, shows that you can create this, this change in a mouse 
and it will get aging. It will get older by 50%. And it's not just that it looks old. We can measure its age by measuring some structures in the cell, the epigenome. And it literally, these mice are older by about 50%. And so that, uh, to me, says that we're on to something pretty interesting here. All right, Bettys, if you found that that little snippet wet your appetite and you are looking for more, you can go to our show notes for this episode. And in the show notes, we will have a link for you to click on and it will bring you to the full, robust, juicy conversation. 